0: Hey, everyone. Before we start the show, I would like to announce that we are opening up a Meat and Eat beta test. So what does that mean? We want to start more Meat eats. The events have been really successful in bringing people together, and now we are taking volunteers and helping them create their own thriving Meat Neat. So if you wanted to make a couple bucks on the side, and more importantly, help bring people together, go to OysterYourWorld.com. That's OysterYourWorld.com. And at the bottom of the homepage, submit your name, email, and I wanna be a meet neat host in the What Can We Help You With section. Act fast because we are limiting the test to only three people. Three people, that's it. So make some money, help change the world, and sign up in the talk to an oyster section at OysterYourworld.com Welcome to Oyster World Oyster <laughs> World Radio. Hello, all you oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, where we gain new perspectives of the world from the people that inhabit it. There are many ways to live this one life, and it's my job to find those ways and bring them to you. I'm Nathan Lieberman. And in an earlier episode, we listened to my friend Tryu Patel's story, and thanks to the feedback from all of you listening. A lot of positive feedback. I decided to do a round two, but this time with his parents. I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but what I found was a couple that gave literally everything to their kids. They had to sacrifice a lot to move to America, including their degrees, which were not recognized in the U.S. But they made it and put their kids through school. That was their direction, and it was great to see the joy that they shared when reflecting on what they've been able to accomplish. It really made me reflect on my own life, and what my relatives were able to give to me to make sure that I'm here. And with that, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Patel.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Patel, welcome to Oyster World Radio. I'm so glad to have you on, and I'm so excited for this episode because we had Try You on a few episodes ago, and you guys are his parents, so... We're going to make a lot of fun of them. <laughs> so, um, you guys have uh, a really interesting story as well. Uh, we heard Triyou's story in the last couple of episodes, but can you take us back to, to where it all began? Where did, you, uh, where did each of you grow up? And then we'll start with you first, Mrs. Patel. Where did you, where did you grow up and what was, um, what was like a day in the life of where you grew up?
2: Well... I was born in Tanzania, in East Africa, lived for a few years, I don't remember much because I was very young, then my parents moved to Kenya, where we lived for a few years, then parents split due to various issues, and I moved to India with my mother. And that was a totally different environment, culture-wise. Language-wise, I did not even know how to speak my own language.
0: (laughs) How how
1: old were you when you moved to India? I was
2: 11 when I moved to India.
1: You were 11 years old.
2: Yes, and I did not know how to speak my own language. And I had to learn two languages besides my poor, let's say my mother tongue, which is Gujarati. I had to learn the national language of India, which is Hindi, because in in all schools, One has to know, I mean, like if you go to an English school, you need to know English, that I knew. But then I had to learn my own language, that was Gujarati. And then I had to learn the national language.
1: And this was all at 11?
2: At the age of 11. Okay, so
1: you've already moved twice.
2: (laughs) Right, this was my third move. This is your third move. Third move. move. And it was very hard. And then what my mother did is, she would make me write the language the questions and then I would write the answers. Then I would write the questions, write the answers. You know, you have to learn to write also, read, write, and speak.
1: Yeah, so this is this is getting interesting already. We're, <laughs> we're starting the interview <laughs> right off hot because I'm trying to learn German mm-hmm. and already having quite a tough time of it. So you were 11, you said I
2: have to learn um,
1: they that you wrote questions and answers for the questions or your mom wrote down the questions.
2: Initially, she wrote down the questions and made me answer them in my language. And even Hindi, you know, I was learning two languages simultaneously. So, and then I started writing because started writing would mean ABCD Mm -hmm. in both the languages. I mean, it's totally different and one had to learn to write also.
1: Oh, man, I couldn't imagine doing two languages. But that's really smart, yeah. is to start writing right. two right off the bat. Do you think that helped you?
2: Yes. But only thing is, you know, I was just cramming in, trying to learn both ways, and then I learned. It took me a few years, but I learned.
1: So what was uh, what was just a, a, a normal day for you in, in India? Did, like a, a normal school day?
2: Normal school day would start around 11.30. Oh,
1: Go man, I would actually really five. like that.
2: <laughs> yes. So morning was spent in learning the languages. My mother was a teacher. So, you know, she would teach me how to read, write, all this. And then she will give me homework. I sure did have homework from school, which I would do in the evening when I came back. But morning meant I was learning everything. So that was a little bit harder, but mm-hmm. it was fun. I mean, totally different environment, but I did enjoy
1: Yeah, was there a big difference between, um, say, the schools here in the U.S. and uh, a school in India?
2: Yes, it would be. It's totally different. Education-wise, over here, it's simpler than what is there.
0: Okay. there.
2: There you have to learn the history... From ancient history, you have to learn geography, you have to learn science, math, all that, too. I mean, a little bit different, but I've been told it's a little bit harder than what you study over here. Okay. That's what I've been told.
1: That's right. Did um, you say that? Or no, no, that, that <laughs> is my
2: experience from here. That is what I've... I mean, there are times when I've noticed, I mean, I start talking about the countries, you know, I would say, "Oh, this country is here." Oh, a person educated over here would not know where it is. That is
1: very true. Yes. I am still horrible at geography, <laughs> and I have a college degree, so that's <laughs> all, that's obviously well, a little bit. About.
2: <laughs> I have a master's too, <laughs> mm. so it's not that I don't have one either. But like I said, it's totally different way of interpreting education.
1: So they almost go maybe a little bit deeper.
2: Deeper, correct.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting because, yeah, I feel like a lot of that information that I learned back in uh, my school days has just washed off. Mm -hmm. Um, But I noticed that a lot of the people that didn't go to school here for for the equivalent of K through 12 Mm -hmm. have a little bit deeper knowledge and um, I think being there is also a part of it. I feel like we're kind of secluded in the U.S. or just kind of stick to U.S. things. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. But what was... um, What do you think your favorite hobby was growing up?
2: My favorite hobby was, what do you say, playing, basically. I mean, like, you know, when I went there, I was kind of stuck initially. You know, just cramming in everything. So I didn't have a hobby or anything. So Mm -hmm. once I learned, I would go... Uh, let's say, play some sports with friends. I mean, we were playing volleyball at times. But then again, I had to stop doing that because I was having allergies, dust allergies. Oh, no. Yes, so my eyes would be blood red for several months. I mean, we didn't realize that was the reason, so I had to again stop playing that. To you.
1: Oh, no. And then
2: it was just reading.
1: Oh, man, I bet you were pretty pretty dang good volleyball player too before the hour no. cut you down
2: no it wasn't that i mean i wasn't that good were I was you just the spiker
1: like <laughs> were you coming in throwing down kind of than that? yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> i can then, totally see it and then biking around with my friends I mean, they're the best way of transportation is using a bike to school.
1: So pretty much just normal, normal. childhood. Yes. Were you spent. the mischievous one that you got <laughs> all his antics from? I know. It's I know dad. Mr. Patel's <laughs> already laughing. It's the dad. <laughs> I was the only child, so there was
2: nothing to be mischievous about.
1: You weren't trying to have cars spin out on the road? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: I was the cautious one. Okay. <laughs> well, then that, I think
1: that's a perfect segue into you, Mr. Patel. So, uh, where where
3: did you um, grow up? We grew up on in, uh, well, I was born in Zambia. Born and, in Zambia. Uh, okay. We grew up on school at on a farm because my dad. Well, my dad was basically an MP with the, in the British during the British time. Okay. So we moved up and we lived on a farm. And we grew up on a farm until sixty eight. And then we moved to India because of political reasons. My dad moved. So did my schooling up in India. Okay. I in was in a, went to a boarding school, We lived in a, for what, seven, seven years, eight years. And then we got out, went to a day school and then did my university and all that. But during that time we were in, in India and it was like a whole different life. Like what she says, we had the same thing. The language in zambia was english so you did english kujati mm-hmm. we went to a school but it was never hard and fast in way of learning it we learned a little bit here and there played a little bit with the language okay yeah fine went to india when well, we went to the boarding school that's where the thing was it we had to learn hindi and to an extent sanskrit wow because there was for a certain uh, seven two years, guys, two languages yeah. at the so same time we had to time. do that had to learn. Mm-hmm. and then English was also there so the Hindi was a little difficult because you're trying to learn Sanskrit and Hindi they're more or less both same so you, one word is messed up with the other one so you got troubled up but slowly mm-hmm. and steadily we got through <laughs> it worked our way and then carried on with it and that was it but most of the time we had was in boarding school so being in boarding school there's always a mischief played around so whether it's one person or the whole class itself <laughs> or the whole dome itself. So we had our fun, played around, and that was it. And sports-wise, played more cricket to a point in basketball. But then more went towards cricket, which was a lot easier with a group of all of playing around. And that was the fun.
1: Yeah, so what was uh, uh, boarding school in India, right? Yeah. Um, what, was, uh, what was that like? Because I don't think boarding schools like are a, very It was more common. like a
3: military school, put it that okay. way. We would get up around like 5 o'clock. you're on the field. You have your normal exercise and all that done up. In turn, come back around 6:30. Finish about 6:30. You have your shower and all by 7. 7 7:15, you're back in the break into the uh, on the at the auditorium. Go with your prayers and all that, which is done. The first class starts at 8 o'clock. 9:30, we used to go and have breakfast because there was there was a whole group of kids. So the kids were there, the middle and us. So we all at different levels of the. Younger kids got their first breakfast, the following up a weird, then then that one. Mm-hmm. So it was all done with that, in, in particularly in a, like a military way, so everything was in a military way. So if you, well, the principal we had was basically from a military camp. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so tight ship. If chip. you saw him on the corridor, don't even think of walking don't past him. Don't even think about it. <laughs> don't okay. think about it. Because if you do, he's going to call you and going to ask you, okay, what's the reason? Why are you out of your class? And if you give an answer, he so, says, well... Just go home. We don't need you here.
1: You, you say that like that's from experience. Yeah, it is. We've, so we've had you it, got caught a couple of times well, we out of class. we got caught once. I got caught once. I'm <laughs> not, not only saying once. no.
3: I got caught a couple of other times. We got, we got caned for it.
1: <laughs> you got caned for it? Oh, man. Okay, I would have only do that once, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's no we joke. We got
3: caned for it also. He had one of those special military canes, that little thin one. You, you swing it up, like a tuning fork.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> It sounds like that you're laughing now, but I'm sure that hurt. Really oh, it bad hurt. It hurt. Don't worry. Two days, it's
3: still on my hand. You say, okay, you got it. Into it hurt. Well, that was it. So, then there was a problem that happened, and everybody got caught into it. So my dad says, look, fine. If you guys are not interested much into it, and you're going to get into this such problem, the last two a year and a half. I think it was, yeah, was it? Yeah, the last year of school. We got out and we went and went to a day school. Mm-hmm. But our school started at like five. We ended up around 6 o'clock. Wow. So
1: that's a than, long day.
3: It's a long day. It used to be. It's like, you know, you'd be sitting in the class. That's where you do your homework and your other things. If there's anything else you needed to, you sort go to a teacher and try and get yourself sort of updated with any other work. So that was it. So it's more like, like I said, it was basically a military school. Walk in in the morning. You have your uniform dressed uh-huh. up. Make sure your nails are clean. Your, uh, your shoes are polished. Your haircut is right. Your clothes are all good.
2: <laughs> otherwise yeah.
3: otherwise nothing you got to you get into trouble that's all right now yeah, so you the the do, you miss out you miss out your saturday fun which is a movie day so there is a movie on that so if you get caught you don't get to see the movie oh that's dope. Yeah, okay then they used to have on a saturday they used to have a, like a different dinner so the dinner was more like a sort of a, like a like a special treat uh-huh. so you'll have some uh, special indian treats inside so that was it so if you get caught that's where you go. You lose all whole thing. Oh. So you'll be sitting in the dorm doing that, nothing. You that see sounds everybody like else a horrible
1: Saturday. <laughs> An absolutely horrible Saturday. How many times did you get caught?
3: I got twice. Twice? Oh, Just twice? So you're pretty
1: good. <laughs> well, pretty we, good sometimes or you we
3: walked away. We never got caught, but twice we got caught. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't want to say it on record, away. do you? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to say how many times, but twice we got caught.
1: So, try you definitely got the the <laughs> mischievous so, side yeah, from not, you. I'm
3: not saying no. He's probably got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. So that was it. Yeah, I mean, we we've had fun. We never said we didn't have fun, but at the same time, there was also the fun was in such a way that not to hurt anybody. So mm-hmm. We did something funny. We did some mischievous, but never got nobody got hurt on it. So that was the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think? Um, those years there were, it was more of a tighter ship than kids in America? Because I feel like when I was growing up, I, I didn't go to boarding school or anything like that so, I mean, weekends were always free whether I got in trouble or not and even during school it seemed pretty lax, definitely not to to that extreme, but do you think it was... Um, or is there is more expectations of you than there would be in American school system?
3: Well, the thing is, because you go into the school, it's completely a different way set up because there is a certain line you've got to follow. Whereas in here, what happens is like you can get away with it with a lesser issue in turn. No one's going to sort of yell at you. You're not going to get them. The maximum if you do is they'll probably put you in a corner or probably your parents are called up and say, okay, look, this is what it is. But back there, you got into trouble. If you got into trouble, either you got a written sort of punishment or a physical punishment. So any of the two are going to come up. Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, we did one day we were tired of this teacher, and was really fed up. Everybody was, and we would if we did complain, he would that complaint would be just written up and answered and never heard. So one day, thought we're going to play with him. And what we did is, whole dorm we put coins in the lights. So any switch you drop, boom, the thing goes off. So as he walked in, like a baseball, there was a base, like a we had basketball. Ball, so we got one of the basketball with a string, and it does As he walked from the door,
0: boom, boom, right in the side of the head.
3: So when he found out, nobody said. So all of us were on the field. Oh. A whole soccer, two soccer field. That's like a two soccer player, like that field. 25 laps.
0: <laughs> 25 laps? <laughs> so we Holy ended up with that. Crap. But
3: nobody said who did it, because we all stood together. All of us went into it. But that's what he did. Then he realized what happened. He called us up. He called everybody. He called a meeting in the dorm, all the four dorms. And he said, look, look when you say you're going to do something, please do it. Or the other said, look, I can't do it. So that was it. And then that's when we got into a message. Time came, okay, get out of the school before you go bad. <laughs> before it goes really bad. So that was it. So that
1: the was basketball it. trip, that's that's a new one. I've never heard oh, of the basketball there, to the face before. A, we've mm-hmm. had one
3: with the firecracker one. <laughs> you,
1: there's a, why, please keep the stories coming. This is See, amazing. Like,
3: you have the firecrackers. It's like, you know, like the small ones. And what you do is you can put it on a desk. Mm-hmm. But you have to roll it to get it into cracking state we had it put under the teacher's desk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How badly did they jump?
3: Oh, she was. (laughs) Oh man, I bet she (laughs) was out of that then It was was done in such a way that she didn't get hurt, but it was the thing that that got out of the class, everybody's out on the field playing around.
1: (laughs) I wish I was that creative. (laughs) We were were
3: creative a lot of ways, don't worry. (laughs) There's a lot of questions. Do you have one more? Do you have one more story oh, yeah. in there? We were in a, was the best in a science one. lab, chemistry <clears throat> okay. lab. You know, you get the sodium fusion tubes. Okay. Okay? It's sodium fusion tubes. Okay. So the small the thing, is going. Is you take sodium, because normally sodium is put in water, it's always in kerosene. Hmm. Okay? We took that out and we filled it up into two small tubes like that. Sodium inside here, we put it in a drain pipe. You put it in the drain
1: pipe. Yeah, okay, so
3: that's all water. There's the water sipped it, it just burst. <laughs> so so you folded you this
1: the, the, the sodium, so, which is highly reactive with water, yeah. and you put it down in <laughs> the drain pipe, so as soon as someone turned on the water... No,
3: the, there's always water. In the chemistry lab, you always had water around oh, the time. Okay. So there was always water, So that lab. So what happened, you have that little manhole cover, so it burst, it poured onto the... <laughs> The teacher thought that, the, the demonstration thought that uh, it was something with gas. He said, everybody out. We are out inside.
1: Hopefully not running laps this time. You got away with that Nobody one. Nobody knew
3: about this one. It was it. He thought it was a gas leak or something. So he got everybody, we went out. They, said, they all said, okay, we know who did it. So they go, you guys did it? I don't know anything about it.
1: <laughs> so it sounds like you guys had a, yeah, a really had fun. fun childhood.
3: We had fun. But what it was, it, but at the same time, we drew a line also. We didn't go like to an extent to hurt somebody. It was just, like if you want, if you wanted to get out of it, like, the class was sort of, you wanted to get out of the class, it was just too long. So what do you do? Came up with a thing, walked out of it. Yeah. And that's what, it but never hurt anybody. That was fun.
1: I thought I was a prankster growing <laughs> up, but you and Try You, and <laughs> you guys bring it to a whole new level, that's well, it, for sure.
3: You see, it's a, it's a different, you know, when you play, a little game like that. But you look with it, take with it in, in, in a precautionary manner. But not to see that by doing that, you're not bringing something down. Mm-hmm. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, it's all in that's good a, fun.
3: It's all good fun.
1: And speaking of that, I'll come back to you, Mrs. Patel, changing the subject. On to my friend, uh, Mr. Try You himself. How how was it raising raising my friend Try You? <laughs>
3: well, um, he was... He was. He was. He was. Well, when he was, he was born small, but over time, he slowly came out of a lot of things. I mean, he had some of the issues, but he overcame all of them. It took a little while for him to get into it, but overall, he's never been a child like a like a crying baby or a cranky child. No, nothing like that. Mm. He was. He grew up okay. There are times when he would get a little upset and he would cry, but mm-hmm. that's all normal kids are. But he, he was never a sort of a. Demanding in turn, or sort of uh, really aggravating, because you know, I knew I need, I wanted, I wanted, or something. No, he was, he was very nice. Both of them grew up very well. Mm-hmm. They never sort of gave any trouble, they never had any issues with anything else. I mean, in school, he was fine. His teachers were all good with him in turn. The <laughs> only thing
2: is, he wouldn't say,
3: you know, until he said, What happened? Or why are you upset? Something wrong? So he would hold back. He would never say, mm-hmm. now, it's a reverse. <laughs> he,
1: he, he won't <laughs> shut up, will he? he will yeah. just stay on his plate,
3: which is good.
1: That's nice. I agree. Him. I think it's good. What would I you mean, say was the hardest time raising him? Was there, a, was there like a tough stretch, like the teenage years?
3: No, not was, the teenage years. It was
2: no. when he was born. When he, was was born, born when he was born very tiny. Okay. He was born at seven months, and he was born very tiny, three pounds. Wow, yeah. So he was in one hospital. I was in another hospital. I, I saw him for the first time after six days.
1: Six days.
2: Six days. Because my blood pressure was high. So, you know, they didn't want me to leave the hospital that quick. Then when I went home, I said, no, now I have to see him. First I need to know, is he alive or not? Right. <laughs> you see? I, I was told he was alive. <laughs> but then, because he was so tiny, he had to... Stay in a state hospital in Zambia.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's, it wasn't the best, let's in the sense, you know, uh, care wise and all that. So his daddy had to take a fruit basket every day for the nurses, flowers for the nurses. Oh, very so, smart. He, yeah. so he would be kept in an incubator of his own, not to share with anybody. So that was one thing. And then because he was born so early, he had problems in feeding and all that he you would feed him, and in no time he would come out mm. everything you just throw out
1: oh really so he, yeah. it took
2: him a while i mean to get to the stage like when he was he was born two months early, so when he was supposed to be born, he was okay in the sense during eating wise and all that
1: but How was it seeing him for the first
3: time after six days? <laughs>
2: He's so tiny.
3: <laughs> oh, she panicked. Oh, she panicked. <laughs> she panicked in the sense that when she was taking care of him or feeding him, uh, the weight was down because of the baby fluid going off, so the weight dropped down. And she says, no, he's lost weight. So I said, okay, let's go down. So I talked with her, the nurse and the person, actually the, la- the doctor in charge of that whole wing. Hmm. I said, look, we have a problem. And what is the problem? Like s- the s- they only have one scale, and if you take it some- if some you use the other scale, there's a the possibility of you having error." So I had to go to my company and say, "Look, whether you like it or not, I'm going to do this program." So it's fine. So we, for two, two, three years, we managed that hospital scale, mm-hmm. all the scales in that wing, the neonatal. Oh, yeah. We managed it. You we managed it. it. We yeah. paid for the whole maintenance of it. You
1: guys are serious. That's yeah. That's we awesome. Did that.
3: Oh, we did that all that, and uh, there was a lot of other work we did with them, but that was basically. They were giving me that benefit of my son Chirayo, to yeah. put him in a separate incubator. I said, "Okay, I will go." And I told my bosses, both of them, in U- both of them in UK, whether you like it or not. They can "No, no, go ahead, do it." Okay, it got written off in the taxes and all that, but we did that. Okay, almost got in a away, and it was fun. That's fantastic. Yeah.
2: There used to be cockroaches, small, small, yeah. tiny cockroaches. It was that. Yeah. Filthy.
3: It was that filthy.
1: Yeah. The Not in
2: his, because he w- had a separate one. Because you see, the children that were there, they had issues. Born with so many problems. Parents mm-hmm. had problems like alcohol problems. They, there's AIDS there. Yeah. That time it was just a new thing, but still, it was there. Yeah. So you see, to keep your child away from that. So that is what we did. And then we, t- we were told... You can't keep him here for more than four weeks
3: four weeks that's it yes but we had, we had to take weeks. him home may we took him in may
2: no we took him in four weeks i know in that
3: february march april I no, march, we yeah. took
2: him home in april yeah and we had uh, there you don't have heating system like we have here so you know we had those four small heaters mm-hmm. so we used to keep the heat 24 hours in the room and if by any chance we turn off one and not turn it on, he would feel the cold because he was so tiny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had no idea. He never told me that part. Oh, we had was was very 24 tiny. hours.
3: There were, there were four heaters running around the clock.
1: Oh, man, you guys are such good parents. It
2: turned
3: into like a, <laughs> literally like an incubator room.
1: Mm-hmm. Because you only had four weeks in the hospital, and then, yes. yeah, you guys were on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, then were... I had
2: to feed him every three hours, 24 hours. Every three hours I had to feed him.
1: Ooh, how long did that last?
2: Uh, about two months.
1: Wow, two months, 24 hours every three hours. Yes. Hey, yeah. it works, though. Yes. <laughs> Traeyu has grown up to be a, the awesome person that yes. he is. I'll yes. throw him that compliment, at least. Yes. Um, but, so that, that kind of segues into the next part. What is your, your proudest moment? Of well,
3: where he stands today, that's the best part of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he's, he's doing he's, real well. He's, he's come. He's with all what he went through, and today you see he's a whole different person, which yeah, is great.
1: Definitely. I mean, even going through well, college both of with them him are then, mm-hmm. Both everything. of them have
3: done that way. So the other one's also equally. He's gone through hard times. He's come out okay. Jirai is also. So slowly both of them have turned out good. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wanted
2: to succeed. Chirayu had this aim. I want to do something that I want. I can succeed, and he worked hard for it. That much I can say. He really worked hard for it.
1: I know, and yeah. I can see by your guys' smiles that you're <laughs> you're really proud yeah. of him too. He
3: worked his schools. I mean, both his schools, his college, university, all good. That's good.
1: Oh heck, yeah. I I would <laughs> agree with that. Okay, so. Let's bring it back a little bit to um, how you guys met then. And this is something that I know doesn't like, at least for like an American, from an American point of view, it's kind of like, whoa, this is a little <laughs> bit different, but you guys were arranged.
0: right?
1: Uh, so mm-hmm. what what does that process even look like? Where, where did you well, begin? Here were
3: the, the very first time, and when I went, was it in? 80,
2: that was about three years before. Three years, yeah, we, we had, got married, 87. Let's put it this okay. way. Okay.
3: So, three years before we got, we got married in '86, 87 <laughs> okay go ahead go so, and talk so what happened was my, my dad had actually seen her my dad had actually seen that her looks photo. At all. my mm. parents had actually seen her the photo and all that mm. because where we lived in Baroda other in India the third house was where her aunt used to live okay and they sort of showed a vision. I said no I'm not not at this point I said, okay fine because I was planning to get something done and hoping that he would go through. Didn't work out, so I told my mom, okay, it's all over and I'm gonna settle down. So we went down there. I saw a couple of other girls, not the choice of it. <laughs> they were all different in a way. So I got pestered by one brother. One brother got, he, he tracked me down wherever I was. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah, he tracked me up. I was in, if I was out of town, I went for a wedding to return. He knew I was down there. He called somebody. He's the third person to get to me, and you know wanted to meet and find out what was the reason. And I said, look, not, not interested. That's it. The bottom line is. That is, is
1: it. kind. Of, that <laughs> is really creepy. Yeah, it <laughs> <That> was. talking <is laughs> doctor on your head. There, a there while were a now.
3: couple of those like that. So it was. A, and then
1: I love Mrs. Patel's face right now.
3: Just watching <laughs> you tell this story. So <laughs> we're shaking slowly. We, <laughs> we met up here and. They called up
2: basically his. through my cousin yeah. my aunt wasn't there anymore so his mother must have told my cousins that he's there uh, looking for somebody so my cousins told my mom that, okay. tell her to come here i was not ready to go even
1: <laughs> yeah, so what was going on
2: through your minds no this i said enough i don't want, i mean i was 30 when i met him so i said it's time there's no need to get married I have a successful career, so I might as well stick with it. My mom said, Okay, last one, go 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 talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> And it clicked. Obviously it works out pretty it, well. It worked out. So we met, we talked. We met, we talked. And we said, Okay, that would work.
3: What was the what was those conversations like? But
1: what was... There what wasn't was...
3: much of a... Con- the basic thing what we did is I told what my life, what I did in Zambia, what I've gone through inside, and she, I asked her, you can ask me what you would do. So she asked me a few things about my habits and all that, and that, that was it. And generally, we were more freely talking, then sort of conserved ourselves of not trying to talk. But in the previous one, which I had, it was a the reverse. Mm-hmm. They won't say anything. I mean, they would say, no, no, everything's okay. We said, listen, it's not okay. You need to know. Yeah. Ah, no, 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 it's okay with me, blah, blah, blah. I don't want that story. Then tomorrow, I don't want to hear a story, I said. That I, did, I didn't know this and I didn't know that. I said, no. So in her case, I said what it is. We were open, talked about it, and that was it. I think we spent about more, I spent about what? 15, 20 minutes with her talking, compared to the other ones, with three minutes. <laughs> and my, brother, my brother, younger brother was there. He, he knew straight away. So when we were sitting that long, I came out. He just said, no, he just gave you the thumbs up because
1: he knew that once you hit three minutes, he, knew, he said, this is, he this is going said, really yeah, well. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I mean, but we know, it's not like we were in a something. It's just general conversation. We just asked about each other as a person, what it was, and that
1: was it. Is it the same same story from your side, Mrs. Battelle? Mm-hmm. Yes. I really like that a lot because there's a lot of, in dating life, especially when you're choosing, there's always this pressure you need like the perfect person which i really think doesn't actually exist you just need someone that you know loves you and it works and you guys got straight to the point there's none of the the game
2: no none of the game in the sense whatever us were mature enough mm-hmm. so we were we were set in our race basically the thing is, love and all that came after years. It wasn't like that. It had to be there at the same time. Mm-hmm. We one had to get to know him. I didn't even know him that much till I went to Zambia. I mean, I used to talk to him more on the phone, you know, before we got married. I mean, I had my own work. I was living in a different town. So it didn't mean that I would just give up my work and go there. Yeah. So it would... The best way of communication was talking over the phone, which I would talk to him for a few minutes. I mean, I five, ten minutes mm-hmm. a day. That would be it.
3: So, five, ten minutes a day?
2: That's it. No, so long
3: one. Okay. There was, then we, you know, over time things started better off and then you got to know each other much better. Was this after you guys got married or how long did you get, how long we was got the time between you We met saw and we got, got married. Uh,
1: Two months. Two months. Yeah.
2: And then. After we got married, he was still there. First, he said he's going to go in 15 days. I said, fine, 15 days. And then he said he stayed on for three months, but I just stayed with him for a month. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go back to my work because I didn't give up my work because he was not. He said, you're going to come after I go back there. And this
1: is to Zambia. So yes, Zambia. Zambia okay. Because
2: he was staying with his family in India, with his brother and his wife, children, mother. But I went back to my home. Mm-hmm stayed there and I would go there over the weekends or maybe a week I would take off and go but that would be it and then he went and then I was there for three four months before he sent me a ticket to go there if I said I can come with you I don't mind I can buy a ticket of my own (laughs) I had my own money he said no (laughs) he he didn't have a job he quit his job before he came there Mm -hmm. so he wanted to find a job he wanted to uh, Settle down. I mean, find a place to live and all that, and then he was ready to send for me. So that's when I went. And so
1: then you guys finally met back up, and that was uh, how long did you guys?
2: A three to four months. Four months? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you guys got married, and three to four months later, you guys are finally living together, mm-hmm. and then that's when you probably really started to get to know each other.
2: Mm-hmm. Not that much.
1: Was there uh, was there any hard or like rough spots in the beginning?
3: Yeah, they were our sports. We've had some differences. I've Some of them are my... Basically, I look at my fault, which I took out on her... <laughs> I love the because honesty, of, No, no, though. it's honest. Yeah. Because the thing is, when I was working, and there were the issues coming out at work that came out, and unfortunately, she got the part of it, which was not right on... That was not right, but... That time, it was happening. Where do you take us so, all? And then, in doing so, I nearly had a fight with my manager also. <laughs> so was it it was one of these and then after that I quit and then the next job was a little bit better Mm. continued that so we looked our way and sort of slowly went through
1: gotcha what about you Mrs. Patel any kind of rough spots because you got married you are just starting to get to know each other you just moved there
2: the thing is rough spots were parts were I quit a successful career I was a journalist Mm. I quit that career to get married Go to a country where I had to stay home. Couldn't even go out because it was dangerous to go out walking. Oh, no. You had to have a car or some sort of transportation to go out. So that was the very hard part for me. I mean, I was always on the move, and there I was stuck at home doing nothing. Mm, yeah, so, so that,
1: that, was that was a big was transition big, for you. That was
2: big transition. And then I stayed home <clears> till <throat> Chirayu was three years old. So, basically, I stayed home for about eight years.
1: Yeah. So, oh, from career to... Just um, being a housewife. Just being a house, housewife house and no mother. Yeah, so, it's really interesting, though, to... I guess a lot of people have stereotypes around arranged marriages and what they are. And for me, I think my biggest concern was that you don't really know the person and there would be some relationship mm-hmm. issues, but you guys are already married. But that is not what you talked about at all. So, it seems like the relationship since you were so straight, straight up front in the beginning, mm-hmm. that part was really the easy part. Then it's just on to the normal things of, okay, now I have to change careers, like where we mm-hmm. going to start family, the safety. Yeah. So there really wasn't a whole lot of relationship working through, you would say. Yeah,
2: true. It was like that. I mean, but then... Over there, it was like that. But coming to America, it was totally different. One got independent more. <laughs> you see? And then... Yeah. So it's different after coming here. Even relationship-wise, it's different. How so? In the sense, we're more open than what we were there. We talk more. mm We didn't do that much there. He had his own, let's say he used to play golf. He would go to his club, kennel club. I would not go. So I would be home. But here it's not like that. Mm -hmm. Here we make time for each other. It wasn't like that there. Gotcha. But... Was different. I mean, I was not used to alcohol and all that. <laughs> he and his friends would drink like <laughs> crazy. I not like noticed? the little
1: shrug. <laughs> so, you know. so you say
2: it's different. I mean, here we have made a different life.
1: Yeah. So, how so you guys lived outside of the US your, your entire lives. And then, um, so you're, you packed up all your things or as many things as you could and you're flying to America. What was going on in your heads? What well, was, uh...
3: we, we, it was very simple. When we got it in, we made it a point that, look, whatever happens, we're going one way. We're buying tickets, a one-way ticket. <clears throat> we're going to stay there. If we have to work, we'll work. But we're not turning back. And that was the thing. Because we, you know, we knew what it was going to be like. It was going to be a hard life, because you had everything on the other side. And then here, you got to do it all yourself. Yeah. So that was the whole biggest. I mean, initially yes, for the first two three months we worked, we stayed in a hotel, in a motel, worked in a motel. We felt bad. Does, what is this? But then he said, no, we made a point. We're going to do it, and we're going to make it work right. And that's what it was. Why did you guys want to come to the U.S. in the first place? <clears throat> well, there are a couple of things. <clears throat> One. Like for the eldest son, we had to, medical was one of the big issue. Mm. Second is schools were well, okay. But then the higher education, we had to send the kids out. So it was always decided, it was decided. Either it would be like India or it would have been. When this came through, said, so, okay, fine, we'll make a move up here. And that is what it was. So medical was one issue security wise. You look at the other thing. And, and the other thing is like your education, which is money. Okay. You can make it or you don't make it. That's a difference. But the other three basics were the biggest issues. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And when it came through, we said, okay, we're going back up back and let's go.
2: I had a house for 10 years and I packed it in eight bags.
3: Eight bags? Yep. And you whatever to eight week, bags yes, over the, the U.S. Children, was it? I
2: mean, Chirai was seven, Bhavan was 10. We had to ask them, what do you want to take? Like, you know, children have toys.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They have their DVDs. So many things. At that time, it was not DVDs. They were those cassettes, right? Right. V- VCR, VHS, right? Mm. So, you know, things like that, they had to choose. I and mean, it's hard for children, too, at that age to give up something, like packing everything in eight bags. What were you guys
1: thinking as parents having to choose? Oh, it was
3: it was, it was a nightmare at a point. And there are some things we just gave away. Uh-huh. Some things got, we sold. A lot of the other things I even gave it away. We donated up, and they, yeah. like, I had enough tools I built up for the factory I used to work. I'd bought enough tools. Every time I went to UK, I would get something. We built up tools. It's like you could open a mini garage. That was what I had.
1: And you gave up the, yeah, the gave dad all cave, all that, <laughs> machine so, shop. So, so, so. Yeah, all
3: that was given to a friend who is a farm guy and said, "Take it." He took all that. Some archery saws, golf clubs were there. A lot of other things.
1: Just out it goes, it just, and on your we way. It
3: got it. We had to get rid of it because we couldn't hold that long. Mm-hmm. Only things we took was a few things which we needed, like some of the paintings which we got from India, which is what we took, brought it in. Some of the clothes which is there, the kids, some of the items of the kids, and all that, and that was it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So this was a, I mean, obviously a huge sacrifice. Was there a, ever a moment uh, in the U.S. when? It was, um, you were saying, like, regretting going, or... Um, yes,
2: you couldn't find jobs. Well, that was our education biggest. was of no use yes. here.
1: Their education was of no use here?
2: Yes, in the sense one had to go back to school. But we came in our mid-40s here, so we, I, for myself, I didn't want to go back to school, in mm-hmm. the sense that if I go back to school, I'm going to collect debt. And by the time I'm done with school, my children would be ready to go to school. I wouldn't be even debt free by then. Mm-hmm. So I decided and he too decided that we don't go to school. We will take up whatever we have and go through it. And let the children reap the benefit of it. That's what we felt. So uh, we came here. We wanted to settle in Arizona basically so mm-hmm. we went there but we couldn't find jobs. Nothing. Nothing. We stayed there for two months.
3: Was it just because this was? No, the simple reason is that when we applied, the simple question asked is, "Have you worked in America?" And so we just come in, so give us an opportunity, see our ability, and then we take us out. I even said to a point, Miku, "If I had a criminal background, you think the U.S. government would let me come in?"
1: Yeah. So they not only was the moving process and getting the permits probably extremely difficult. But now you're trying to find jobs and uh, they wouldn't let you because uh, you yeah, haven't had a job before in yeah, the US. Because
3: the simple pattern, they just followed the simple pattern. Oh, have you worked somewhere, so they want to find out if you work somewhere, we're going to call this and find the background and all that. Now, the simple thing, so we decided look, here's what we're going to do. From Arizona, I called my brother. So, said, look, I need a job. So if, if my brother's friend he said, okay, are they willing to work in a motel? Like, yeah, we'll work quite like it. We just want to assist get a stamp that we work some US yeah it just that so, seems like the hardest yeah. part so that was when we got that job within three months we went down there in September in uh, November I think we came down here with my brother my brother had come down to us, and he saw it was not the best place for to, to be to work so he said no we got you guys to move so came November up here to Columbus she and my wife, Mala and myself we went out and wrote the application and the test at uh, the, one of the companies where my assistant-in-law works. He used to work, mm-hmm. for sure. And she got a job there, fine. So that was there. So December moved up. I went down and I joined up with Speedway, um, with a man as, you know, Super America at that time. Yeah. And I went down, and he interviewed me. Of circular like, okay, look, I'll start you with an assistant manager. You know that. But that, when they called for that uh, moment to find out if we worked, it was the way they asked. <laughs> We couldn't understand what did they find out. But anyway, we got our jobs. And that was it. But it was that three, four months, that transition period of trying to find a job was really hard.
2: Yeah,
1: especially since both you guys had advanced degrees um, over in India, and then you come over here. What was that like at first, just knowing that you couldn't use it? I know you were had a great career in journalism, Mrs. Patel, and then you came over here and...
2: Yeah, I did advertising also. And when I was in Zambia, after I went to school, I started in advertising there. So, you see, I had a different career, but still, it was a career. And then coming here and working in a motel was a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing laundry and looking after the desk and working in a downtown Cleveland motel was very hard. And I felt, did I go to school for all this? Yeah. You know, you feel degraded at that time. But then after three months, I got this job where I am still in that company. Though I have moved to different levels in the company. And now I'm happy. i am got got a very good position.
1: Yeah, so there was... Uh, what was that turning point when you guys... So you guys were working in the motel um, and were finally getting settled and starting your foundation in America? Was there a point of relief where you're just like, oh, we did it?
3: <laughs> no, well, the relief only came once we moved out from there. Because I, when we joined up, I had already told the owner, I said, look, don't expect us to stay too long here. The Mac would be a year, not more than that. The guy told no, 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 you'll be here for the rest of your Mac. I said, don't be surprised. Certainly, don't be surprised. And that's when we said because we wanted to get up because the kids were basically the kids the Bhavan and couldn't even go out and play, that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. They were basically cooped up inside the room and they would just play inside, which was, I said no, this is not what I want for them. Right. And that was the And then we decided when when we got this job, I said look, whatever it is, we have to do two. If I have to do two jobs, I'll do two jobs. I'm not worried about it. And I started doing it. From Speedway, I joined up Home Depot, and then moved up in Home Depot I moved up into into an, a supervisor's level yeah and I said look that's fine but then I decided no, I never know when my job is gonna go right because I don't know so I said I gotta find something so I saw some businesses I talked with both my brothers said, look you guys we've been in this sort field why don't we get together they sort of had their own opinions left that's when I said okay look I gotta go back to school. I'm gonna do something. And that's when I picked up this insurance because I used to do in the company I worked, we used to do a lot of with marine insurance because we used to import a lot of chemicals. So we needed to know that how best we can secure because the funds are low, very little available. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I said, okay, fine, get on this world and carry it out. So we settled ourselves and got that so I'm okay, she's okay, we both are okay now. <laughs> but it was it was that point that we had to make Somewhere along the line, look, we need to do something. So we had to put our foot down. And I went down to Devry, I went to Devry, I went to a couple of other places. And I might to pay 40,000, come up with that in that time. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna get that money, mm-hmm. borrow that money, who's gonna pay it? Yeah. I don't want the kids to pay So I said, forget it. We'll just whatever we do, we say we'll invest in them for their education and move forward. And it worked out. But it was a little bit of Things you have to give up, certain things, a lot of things you have to give up to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: do you guys regret anything at all? No, we very, don't regret. We're happy. Very all good. <laughs> all
3: good. Now that everything is there, we just sit down and relax.
1: Oh, man. I Well, I definitely thank you for bringing young Triyou over here so I could eventually be friends with that kid. <laughs> um, and your, your story is really enlightening and helpful, at least for me. Um, not only moving to a new place right now, but just that you guys have overcome so much and here you are, basically recreated yourself once again and it works and you guys are happy. And <laughs> so,
2: looking forward to retirement. And, and looking <laughs> forward <laughs> to retirement.
3: <laughs> few more years and then we'll be on the right verge of retirement.
2: <laughs> I mean, we made it. I mean, we've seen some who have not made it either. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always luck. You look at it that way. One is lucky enough to make it. Some, pe- some don't try. Yeah. And some just want to go back. Yeah. I mean, we, we, like he said, we were, we were not going to go back. We stayed. And we stayed for the first five years. We didn't even go abroad at all. We got our citizenship. That's when we went. We waited.
1: Gotcha, because you didn't want any trouble coming back.
2: No, no, not trouble coming back, because we came to the country officially. Mm. So we got the green card. Okay. So the green card means you're official. But we wanted an American passport. So, you know, you can go anywhere. You don't need visas.
1: Yeah, in the world 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 now, uh, anyway. (laughs) uh, But still,
2: it's still the same just now, too. You don't need visas to go to so many countries, Mm -hmm. whereas the passports we held we had to get visas before we go anywhere. So you see, we didn't want that.
3: Well, the other thing is also, if we did break in between a winter on a trip, what happens is our citizenship period starts stretching out longer and, longer and longer. So that means the five years we stayed, we were within that time frame, So okay, everything's good, we can put it in.
1: It is an incredible story. <laughs> 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 Definitely oh,
3: it was, it's, it's a journey we went through, but it was, when you look, back and you look forward now I said okay it was a worth journey to sacrifice what we had to just make sure that they are stable they've got an education they've got a better life ahead of them and that's what it is.
1: Yeah I think one of my biggest takeaways from this conversation so far has just been there's so many different ways to to live mm-hmm. a life and yes you guys make making sac- many sacrifices to get here but uh, for Americans to feel a little bit more gratitude that like we were here and, um, for the ancestors that put the work in to get us here. Uh, it just makes me happy that <laughs> I had the opportunities to reap the rewards and you guys are examples for what you did for try you who now right. has gotten a degree and moved on and got a job. Uh, um, yes. I mean, what you did is not a small
3: task. No, no it's, it's, it's a long task. I mean, it was, re, it's, it was one of those tasks which you say, okay, look, what do you want? I and mean, do you want to sit there and just say, okay, my life is like this and let them, or do you want to move forward and make their life? Because I wanted to go to school also. Back in Zambia, I tried every way I could. I worked with the university. I got a job. I got an offer to go to a college in England. I didn't have the money, so I said, Look, my kids I don't wanna make sure, I don't want to have them to have this issue. We make sure that they have the money to go to school and come out of school, they have a good footing to go forward. And all that.
1: Well I love it. I love it. And thank you both for coming <laughs> on the show and, and sharing everything uh, so openly with me. Um, oh. Wow, I'm definitely going to have to digest this conversation for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a while. But thanks again, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Patel, for coming on to Oyster World Radio. And for all your listeners out there, I hope that you take to heart just, you know, sometimes you need to put a little determination in it, but you can usually get what you're striving for. Yes, so thank thanks again, everyone, for listening, and
0: we'll catch you again soon. Thank you. Two, nine, three, Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio, a production of Oyster World, LLC. I'm your host, Nathan Lieberman. Special thanks to Mr. and Mrs. Patel for coming on the air and sharing your story. To learn more about what we do at Oyster World, go to the Oyster Hub at OysterYourWorld.com. And check out what we're up to. If you want to connect, don't be afraid to reach out. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Oyster. Find us on Facebook by searching Oyster World. Or follow me on Instagram, Nathan.Oyster. Don't forget about the Meet and eat beta test. You can sign up at OysterYourWorld.com. If you think you're right fit, apply at the bottom of the homepage. Submit your name, email, and don't forget to say that you want to be a Meet and Eat host. Special thanks to Charlie Milken for the Oyster Jams. Check him out on Spotify or at charliemilken.com. That's M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. Charlie Milken. Thanks again for tuning to Oyster World Radio. We'll be back in two weeks, but until then, this is Nathan Lieberman signing off. I can't take control of my life If I'm too busy looking at the stars And thinking about a time that's gone by right. It's time for a change in my day-to-day scene. Time to turn around from that clock Face the mirror and change me